Hello, everybody. I'm here by the fire on a cool summer night here in Austin. Just a few more of these cooler nights as we get into the summer, where even at night it'll be 80 or 90 degrees. I thought this was a really good opportunity to take out the mic, record an episode about Amazon advertising as a whole. I get asked a lot about the future of Amazon advertising. When I think Amazon will offer different features, how it will change, and of course, the best way to prepare our companies to have long-lasting, consistently good Amazon advertising results. So before we look forward to the future, let's take a look at the past and present as guideposts for the future. Now, I started optimizing Amazon PPC campaigns almost 10 years ago, and here's how Amazon advertising really got started. When Amazon first rolled out its ad platform, it was segmented as it is today, meaning they had Amazon product ads, which actually let anybody direct traffic to their Shopify or standalone e-commerce store. I was able to tap into Amazon traffic without having a full-blown Amazon store. I was able to upload a spreadsheet of my data that would create an Amazon listing, and then people, when they would click buy now, they're actually taken to my Shopify site. It was incredible. And as far as I know, this is and always was really the only reliable way to get a plus 10% conversion rate on a standalone e-commerce site by tapping into Amazon's traffic. Amazon, to me, viewed this as a way to collect some revenue for products that maybe aren't being sold on Amazon's site at the time. Now, it's crazy to believe today that that could even be an option, that Amazon would even allow you to do this. You know, today, Amazon has already done $240 billion in revenue over the last 12 months. But way back in 2010, it was more like $30 billion. So believe it or not, there was a time where Amazon sales didn't take up half of all transactions online. So in, in around 2014, 2015, they actually shut this ad channel down. And I remember all of my e-commerce clients took a huge hit. Now, for many, this was their number one converting channel on their e-commerce store. Amazon knew this. And around this time, they started prioritizing its own channel because they, they sort of knew how lucrative this was. Now, today, you know, we have ad types like product attribute targeting for manual sponsored products. We have category targeting, brand targeting, stack those with price and star rating filters, three, four types of keyword match types, broad, phrase, exact, and modified broad, sponsored brand ads, display ads, and so on and so forth. We have all these different options. But when Amazon first started prioritizing its ad platform, it didn't have any of these options. In fact, if you do some Googling, you can actually go back to the days where Amazon actually introduced exact and phrase match in mid-2015. Yep, at one point in time, there was just one match type. In fact, if you did some Googling, and I did earlier today, you can actually see people talking about just match types at all and negative keywords being completely new in 2014 and 2015. So Amazon ads started very simple. Then over time, it started taking more and more cues from Google ads. Match types were introduced. Auto and manual campaigns as we know them in sponsored products today. Negative keywords were added. Additional ad types. More data. Better data. It got more complex fast. And this brings us to today. 
uh, five years after the arrival of auto campaigns. We've got more features and it shows no sign of stopping. However, vendor ads are still separated from Seller Central ads. There's a big divide between the two. There's even a massive divide within Seller Central campaigns and Vendor Central campaigns themselves within their own platforms. For example, in sponsored brand ads, you have some metrics like new to brand and some features that are unavailable. Uh, you know, you can't get new to brand and sponsored products, and but you know, there's still no search terms in sponsored brand ads. So there's plenty of advertisers still that have access to DSP or you know, demand side platform. They might even have self-serve access, um, simple retargeting or video ads. Other people don't have options to do this yet. So it's still very, very segmented. Now let's get into predictions because that brings us to our first prediction. My first prediction, there's going to be a better unification between all of these ad types, but I think it will get worse before it gets better. You know, if you think about all these, all these different channels, DSP, video ads, retargeting, display ads, uh, sponsored products, sponsored brands are also segmented and they're all going super fast into the future. I think they'll continue to evolve independent of one another before Amazon eventually gets so much feedback that says, guys, you got to make this easier on us. Please unify all these features, metrics for us. So I think everything will eventually get unified. And once they do that, it opens up the door to my second prediction, a sharp rise in dimensions. Now, let me give you an example of what I mean by dimensions. And unfortunately, I don't mean the fourth dimension of time. So let's take 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. Let's take two genders. Let's take age range buckets from 18 to 80 and divide it into six buckets. Let's take household income, divide that into six buckets too. And for fun, let's throw in top of search, rest of search, product pages. And because we're all crazy PPCers here, let's throw in desktop, tablet, and mobile. Now, we have all of those dimensions with one keyword. Now, currently, there is no way to measure a keyword's performance accurately across days, hours, genders, age ranges, income, devices, so on and so forth. You only get one bid. So when you're actually optimizing that bid based off the revenue per click and the conversion rate and the order rate and all those good things, it's actually the average across all of those dimensions, which is a big issue. However, let's say you had the ability to study data on different times of day, days of week, all those other dimensions. Imagine if you were able to pull up an ACOS report on a keyword for genders and income. Then imagine if you were given the ability to set bid modifications across every one of those dimensions. All of a sudden, we go from one bid or keyword to seven days, 24 hours, two genders, six age buckets, six income buckets, three placements, three devices. All of a sudden, if you were to take all of those dimensions, you would have 108,000 different dimensions for one simple keyword. You might want to bid more on Fridays between 5 and 8 p.m. to men age 25 uh, with an above average income who are searching on the top of search on their phones. But maybe you want to bid a little bit lower for women during that time. Now multiply this by 100 keywords. You'd actually end up with 10 million individual slices of data for what is currently just 100 bids. I think the data availability, audiences, and the ability to set different bids will improve over time. And this is going to be great news for everybody listening here because that's going to allow us to outpace and outcompete our competition. 
those who are not listening and are not leveling up their PPC skills, which is why it's so important to practice good optimization today so that we are ready for the changes of tomorrow. Which brings us to our third prediction. I do believe Amazon will want to pick all of these options for you. You know, with 10 million data slices for just 100 keywords in that hypothetical example, you can see how easy the default that Amazon would present to you, which is auto-optimized. And we see this in sort of Google ads today, we see this in Facebook ads today, and we're starting to see more auto-optimized features and sort of choices chosen by Amazon on default more and more. However, just like with Google and just like with Facebook, it is still incredibly easy to spend money with reckless abandon. It is still too easy to have a campaign run off course, feel like you can't get it under control. It's way too easy to have these runaway spend areas just take us away without regard to our conversions. It's important to remember that the goals that Amazon has and the goals that we have as advertisers are going to be different more often than not. They're not the same thing. And you know what? As ad spend goes up and up and up on Amazon, as there's more press and, there's bec- and Amazon advertising becomes more valuable to Amazon, they're going to be under more and more pressure to keep on increasing ad spend, just like Google does, uh, which is why auto-optimized may mean more spend at a higher ACoS. You know, does Google or Amazon or Facebook care if your ACoS is 10, 15, 20? Probably not. Like they're probably just happy that you're on the platform. And if they had their way, potentially, you'd just be spending more. So this is where I believe third-party tools like AdBadger's job is to help sift through the information, really understand what is the right way to optimize a campaign beyond maybe just these auto-default settings that take away some of our control. For my fourth set of predictions, I think retargeting and audiences will become a lot better. Here's how I see this going. I think in the future, you'll be able to run ads that target runners or weightlifters or gardeners. And here's the big thing. I don't think it'll be based off the sites they engage with uh, or the posts they engage with like they do on Facebook. I think it's going to be based off what they buy. Uh, Imagine being able to target people that you know spend hundreds or thousands of dollars in your niche. Imagine if you know that you can target an ad towards men who are frequent shoppers for their wives around Valentine's Day. Imagine if you were able to target customers who are likely to switch brands uh, or maybe have high brand loyalty or maybe target competitor brands or maybe even bid more aggressively on previous visitors of your products versus first-time purchasers uh, or maybe vice versa. What about even bidding more aggressively on cold traffic versus warm traffic or vice versa? So I think all these features are coming down the pike. More dimensions, more audiences, more complexity. And this brings us to my last prediction. Uh, And this one's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but uh, I have to say it. I think CPCs will continue to rise. I think competition will go up, and I think the average ACoS will go up. And I think this will impact smaller budgets more. Uh, Again, accenting the importance of staying well-optimized so that you always are trying to stack the deck in your favor. So in general, you see a trend that a larger campaign spends, the higher the conversion rate, the lower the ACoS. So I think large spenders with massive budgets, I'm talking $100,000 plus a month, uh, maybe $50,000 plus a month, will sort of be insulated from some of these rising CPCs. 
And the only reason is just because they're so massive. All of their star ratings, all of their history sort of carries some momentum. You know, Amazon advertising, Amazon in general, just loves momentum. You know, it loves positive feedback loops. Hey, you're already getting sales. Have some more. Have some better placements. Hey, you already have great re reviews. You already have a high conversion rate. Have some more traffic. Have some higher organic ratings. So I do think these large companies will feel a rise in CPCs, but the way that it generally works is that platforms get more competitive, CPCs go up. That's fairly standard, and that's already happening. I think it's going to continue happening. Now, there's two different ways that this has sort of happened in Google Ads and Facebook Ads. One is sort of the standard auction, you know, more advertisers auctioning, the price for bids goes up. Makes sense. But what I don't believe has started happening on Amazon yet, and what I think will start happening, is this sort of CPC inflation or artificial standardization of CPCs. And what I mean by this is if I go into Google and bid on a keyword that maybe nobody else is bidding on, let's say it's jump ropes for my pet dinosaurs, I should be able to go and bid three cents and win that auction because nobody else is bidding on it. However, that'll probably get picked up by a phrase match like jump rope uh, will get picked up. That's fine, so I won't be able to bid three cents on a term that's maybe going to be picked up by a competitor's a phrase match or a broad match. That's fine. But I'm talking about terms that literally nobody is advertising on, or maybe they are advertising on it, but then they sort of, Amazon sort of identifies these areas and says, hey, wait a second, they're still getting super duper cheap clicks. We can actually artificially increase this. Even though everyone's average bid, you know, nobody's bidding more than 20 cents, they're all getting really cheap clicks. What if we actually make it a little bit harder? What if we make the, the average cost per click to win this top spot 30 cents, 40 cents? Um, and that's sort of what happens on Google and Facebook. At least that's what has happened over the last decade or so. You know, if you have a term that absolutely nobody is bidding on, um, there's going to be a minimum bid for that to, to even enter the auction. You know, from the Facebook side, you've also got minimum CPMs. You know, if there's an audience or a market that is just running wild, Facebook notices that you're getting super duper cheap click, uh, super duper cheap engagements, they sort of realize this and sometimes artificially increase the CPMs. So I know this is kind of a tinfoil hat conspiracy, but it's really... What I've seen over the last decade, it's what I think a lot of Facebook and Google advertisers will say as well, uh, that just slowly but surely, even if no one's bidding on these things or, or no, no new competitors are entering the space, CPCs just generally sort of go up over time. Um, let's call this sort of CPC inflation. So to recap my predictions on this fireside chat. I think there's going to be better unification for ad types, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think there's going to be more complexity with dimensions, better audience and retargeting options, and Amazon's going to suggest their auto-optimizations by default and a rise in CPCs. To cope with that, we have to continue to stay on the cutting edge, do things that our competitors won't, and always be optimized. Good luck, everybody. I am looking forward to going on this Amazon advertising ride with all of you. I know that I'll be here continuing to make episodes. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes, head over to adbadger.com slash podcast.